0: Green Goddess Supply produces a line of high-quality smoking accessories, including bamboo rolling trays, storage boxes, grinders, pipes, vapes, nails, rigs, and more. Our newest invention is a line of personal home chambers. They're five years in the making. As we like to say, the only thing addictive about cannabis is growing it.
1: From It Media, it's the MJ Bulls Podcast, a show about raising capital in the cannabis industry. I'm Dan Humiston, and on today's show, how Eric Robichoux and Vincent Petetti's company, The Green Goddess Supply, has created a dominant brand within the fragmented cannabis home supply market, and how their new product, the Armoire, will change the way people grow at home. All right hi Eric, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you great? It's nice to have you as our first guest on the MJ Bulls podcast. Thanks for having me. It's the first time we've met. Uh, but I had a chance to take a look at some of, some of your your history and I, I'm like, what is this guy doing in cannabis? I mean you, you were in tech for like 25 years and you had a couple killer killer exits over there.
0: It's a, um, it's a it's a long and interesting story. I won't bore you with all the gory details. I'm curious but... about the
1: screen s- screen, <laughs> yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah,
0: yeah. the short version. Um, I spent uh, as you mentioned about 25, 28 years in tech. We were developing consumer software products. So games, screensavers, children's, CD-ROMs, read to me, books on CD-ROM and, and we'll get to this later but in the current venture, our president and chief cannabis officer, CCO is uh, Vincent Patetti. I met him in 1993 when he was in software and we worked together on and off over the last 25 years that's how we first met was in tech um yeah we were uh, pretty much the uh, in a small little niche we were sort of like the, the king of the the screensaver
1: Tell us about this transition from tech into the cannabis world. What what, what right. led you here? And, and give us a little story behind that. Sure. So
0: the short version is that, you know, in your career over time, you know, you, you, like I, for myself, you go with where the market flow is. And I started off in software and products and I built and grew that and we launched, we were so big in screen savers and we did games and other things. We were just so big and dominant in screen savers. There was a point where pretty much with a couple uh, minor exceptions, almost every screensaver was coming out of our shop even if they were private labeled white labeled, other brands and and it was all product focused and then just flowing with the market and so forth I sold that business at its peak I saw the kind of you know the 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 wave cresting with screensavers and sold that business and started a new one and I moved more into services because I I had a lot of people coming to me I had Folgers American Express New York Knicks all these companies coming to me saying oh we love your retail screensaver products can you do something for us something custom and we were doing more and more and more on the services so i sold the product company and i got into services and over the last decade the last 10 10 to maybe 12 years on the services side and what happened is that in a nutshell i got burnt out on the services and i really wanted to get back to product um, i wanted to go back to product and at the same time one of our largest clients was one of the largest direct sellers on uh, amazon and we really learned the amazon business we got really really good at amazon uh became sort of amazon experts if you will we so we started selling products on amazon and then it became clear right away and and several years ago we were able to sell pipes and stuff now that's all shut off and you can't sell pipes and you can't anything that might be considered you know sort of drug paraphernalia you know that sort of thing they've locked down on all that and people will go on amazon now and do it so well i see pipes yeah right now you do they'll be going by tomorrow you know et cetera. it's kind of like whack-a-mole you know um but they're really not uh, as a business it's uh you're not allowed to sell pipes and things on amazon but you know three years ago we were and we were selling a lot of and it as a business opportunity became very clear early on that wait a minute we got something here and and what i saw at the time with the accessories market was that there's no mcdonald's of head shops they're all individually owned and there's a lot of chaos in in the industry where in services i ran this whole because of my tech background I ran an interactive agency. We did a lot of logo and branding, marketing, creative design, pulled that all together, and then built the web services and the e-commerce stores and all that, and, and, you know, like a full 360-degree services. So with that all said, we realized that the the market is not mature. I would start talking to people about things like co-op advertising, co-op marketing and people in this industry have no idea even today have no idea what I'm talking about things that are that in, are are taken for granted in more mature industries this is not a mature industry, it's like the wild west it's all brand new, we have a lot of entrepreneurs coming into the market space and so the other thing is I was finding a lot of what I just kind of, I didn't come up with this term obviously, but what I refer to as accidental empires, a lot of one off things like some guy invents a really cool little widget and he creates you know cool little widget company and has that widget, you know the um, the system. Slick guys came up with silicone dab mats and they make silicone dab mats. You know, this guy came up with a cool little dugout and he's got a dugout. Um, they're like one-off products. And... The traditional industry, traditional business approaches of ran product line extension, things like that. People weren't applying that industry. So on the one hand, it was crazy because there's, it's just the wild west. But on the other hand, therein lies a lot of opportunity too, if you yeah. can take this harness. Yeah, for um, sure. So we decided to really go all in and you and leveraged what we do as a business. What do we do? We do great branding. I mean, we're working with, like I said, Harley Davidson, and we're working with Folgers Coffee and American. And express and like brands so we started well let's leverage everything we have as an interactive agency and let's build a brand around us let's 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 apply all these concepts what we do for our clients all day long let's do it for us and we launched green Goddess supply um, and built the business and went
1: all right let's talk about the armoire this armoire is beautiful I'm looking at photos of it on the MJ bull's website right now it looks like a piece of furniture you guys invented this? And you built a prototype, and now you're raising money to launch it. Tell us about it. Okay, to grow your
0: own plant at home. You know some estimated 90% of all people fail the first time they try to do it or if they don't outright fail they just get really disappointing results you know like anemic little looking plants and yeah there's just so many issues so many variables and problems you know nitrogen levels phosphates and your 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 temperature and your humidity and your and you know and all oh, soil the nutrients the pH balance of the water and the soil and lighting and cycles and it just it, it's complicated it sure. really is. and so and then when you want to grow at home not only all of that but all So, how do you? It's all about the results. How do you sort of short of an actual guarantee, but how do you really guarantee? How do you set it up so that you can just, and this is what we've done. We've set up a system now. It's a whole 360 degree system. You just drop a seed, water it once a day. If you can water a house plant, you get top shelf cannabis and fast in like 60, 70 days.
1: That's amazing. That's amazing.
0: And, And it solves all the problems the smell, the sound. I mean, you know, Vincent spent a year just researching fans to find the right fans because this one's too loud. This one doesn't move enough volume this one's is to this they, you know that goldilocks this one's not you know too soft too hard just right and the, and it's our own we've designed our own proprietary light because you can't just stick any old light in the box you'll fry the plant because it's an enclosed space yeah. and at the end of the day you know it's it's a real key benefit of, of this product is that it's also the entire thing is designed to look like furniture that's why we call it the armoire it looks like furniture
1: we have pictures, photos of it on the mjbulls.com oh, website, So yeah. if any of the listeners want to take a look. It, it does. It looks just like furniture. One and of the it.
0: things we say all the time now, we didn't come up with it, but we say it all the time is, you know, the only thing addictive about cannabis is growing it. <laughs> <laughs> I, After I grew my first one in the prototype, I am hooked. And it's like, I, I will never, I'll, I'll never just go and buy cannabis again. I'll always grow my own.
1: Let's talk about what opportunities Green Goddess supplies can give to investors.
0: Right. Absolutely. So we are, what, we, what we've what we done now, let's talk a little bit about on the financial side of what we've done. You know, I, as I mentioned, I, I founded the business back in 2015, put in a pretty decent chunk of change initially to buy a product, get everything launched and, you know, and, and just funding and paying people and so forth, getting up and running. And then over the first couple of years, then we went out and raised equity. We raised a half million dollars of, you know, friends and family around angel investment to do the, the armoire deal. Okay. So what I did was i raised this money and over the past year we've used that to acquire all the intellectual property rights from vincent hire him on board as our president and cco chief cannabis officer (laughs) and we and then we've used that money to finish over the last year and uh, polish it with all the finalizing all the r d and so forth and buying lots and lots of uh, product and and you know parts and uh, building test units and prototyping and so forth and um, a lot of legal fees, like filing all the patents and, and trademarks and all that fun stuff and all the intellectual property and so forth and so on. And then starting to flesh out and build out the the, the corporate footprint and foundation for being able to service and support all this. And and that. so the first half a million dollars we raised got us through that whole sort of development phase, that development cycle, and into production, which I think is huge. This is not, you know, we're looking for basically our... Second chunk of funding now, which is for all of the uh, to get it out of production for shipping, for sales, marketing, getting the word out there, all the trade shows, press, PR, magazines, advertising, direct mailing, yeah. online, marketing, all of the wholesales and marketing, and then service support and you know warranty and service stuff, and all of that. So basically, the second phase of now shipping and supporting the box.
1: Yeah, and unlike unlike um, a lot of a lot of companies in this industry, I mean, you have a business. You right. have the brands already in place. You have a customer base already in place. You have a distribution channel already dialed in. You have experience working if when you even before when you're working with Amazon. So uh, and you have the product all ready to go. So you've done. It sounds like you've done all the heavy lifting.
0: We we, we have we've done an awful lot of work and there's an awful lot of uh, early stage risk that's already been mitigated. Obviously, you can look at some of the biggest companies in the world, like a, like an Enron. I mean, there's always some level of risk to anything, public companies or not private. But in terms of, yeah, we're definitely we're not at zero stage. We keep acting and talking and treating it <laughs> and so forth. That you know, but the reality is, yes, there's a lot of water under the bridge, a lot of that really risk. This is not just a couple guys with an idea.
1: Yeah, and it's not your first rodeo. You've been through this before, so they're banking on some. They'd be banking with on somebody with a proven record, and you have a product that's ready to go.
0: Right, absolutely, and Vincent as well. I mean, I didn't, I, you know, get into all this, but Vincent built and grew his company, took a million-dollar angel investment back in the day, and um, and took his company and, and then rolled it up and took his company public. Uh, he ran a Nasdaq public company. Built up a hundred million a year p on on his on his company and then uh, and then they sold that off. This is all you know back like more than a decade ago. But, uh, rolled it off, rolled it up, sold it off. I mean, so we've been through this. You know, I mine. I haven't done uh, taking it public. Yet, but but I've done private sales. I I've, I've built yeah. sold three different businesses now over the last 25 years. We just build them up through cash. I built them organically and then sold them and started another one, build it up and sell it, and so forth and so on. Now the two of us have come together with you know my 25 plus years, his 25 plus years of experience. I said he's run a Nasdaq company, so we have a lot of management experience we're bringing to bear here and we're not looking for 20 million 50 million or crazy numbers we're only we're looking for sure. 750 grand uh 750,000
1: 750,000
0: Yep yep our original business plan and and you know anybody who's interested we have you know the the uh, investor decks and we have all the you know pro forma pnl's and all that uh, you know that uh, cash flow statements and all that kind of stuff all worked out that we can share but the short version is that the original business plan was for 1.2 million million to do this whole thing and we raised the first half million to get here. Now we're raising the other 750 for sort of phase two now to the launch.
1: That seems really reasonable. And, what, and what, what percentages or what type of equity would, would somebody be looking at if they put the whole chunk of 750? Sure, sure. So,
0: so things are a bit negotiable, but basically we're looking at a, for based on valuations and so forth, we're looking at about a 15% stake for 750.
1: If somebody's interested, why don't you tell us where they can contact you, I know I have, I have your email address on our website at mjbulls.com. I have your whole yeah. company, inf- all the information on our website. But if they need to talk to you or give us that information.
0: Sure, sure. They definitely can reach out to me directly. Obviously, I'm CEO named Eric Robichaud. Phone number, they can call me direct, 401-636-2480 and my email address is eric with a c, e-r-i-c at com. just reach out to me and you know like I said we have investor decks and you know investor summary and everything all prepared so we can shoot that right over and uh, go from there. Yeah
1: Yeah, they better move quick because I don't think this opportunity is going to be around for very long based on what you just said
0: and and we are, um, I mean we're moving and grooving so this is not something that we're just trying to find the money to see if we can you know go and launch our dream idea I mean we're doing this, we're in production now so so we're also very um, motivated, let's say to keep things moving and, and get this done because we are in production now. And what I don't want to have happen is get to the point where, uh, you know, we have boxes and now we don't have marketing funds. So yeah. we are, we are actively, you know, working on this now.
1: Well, this is good news. This is really exciting stuff. And I, I really appreciate you being on our show and, and, uh, I know the listeners are going to be excited about this opportunity. So Absolutely. thanks for having. best me. of luck, best of luck.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it.
1: Thanks for listening to the MJ Bulls Podcast. To see today's guest pitch deck or to apply to be a guest, visit our website at mjbulls.com. And if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. Today's show is produced by Bummin' It Media. I'm Dan Hummiston, and you've been listening to the MJ Bulls Podcast.